Welcome to the Soul Journeys podcast. My name is Jennifer Longmore and I am founder of the number one Akashic Record training school in the world. As a seasoned light worker and ascension worker, I want to bring you the show to provide you with the divine guidance and tools that you need as a light worker and change agent to navigate this great awakening. So if that is something that you're craving, then you have come to the right place. Think of this High Vibe podcast as your guide to the changes that we're seeing in the world so that you can be supported in navigating the new paradigm. Leave it to me to provide you with the divine tools, resources, and experts that will support you in navigating this once-in-a-lifetime epic event. So thank you for pressing play. Let's dive in. Welcome back, everyone. I am very excited to introduce you to a fellow awakened warrior and Canadian, Amberly Lyons. We're probably going to be talking about the stuff that's going on in Canada right now. At the time we're recording this, there's a trucker convoy going on and uh, all kinds of drama that's kind of captivated the world stage. So we'll talk about that. But before we do, I want to share a little bit about Amber with you. Amberly is the founder of Chakra Girl Co. and the Rituals by Chakra Girl app, which will be released very, very soon, which is your daily dose of spiritual rituals for the modern woman, sharing Amberly's video library of meditations, chakra activations, manifestation, and healing practices so that you can pick and choose what tickles your fancy that day. She's bridging her audience to higher consciousness through daily frequency activations and drawing parallels between luxury, abundance, soul purpose, and multidimensionality in a digestible way. She's also the host of the podcast, Chakra Girl Radio, which I have had the honor of being on. So I highly recommend you listen to that, where she interviews top experts and spiritual celebrities alike to share the insights, rituals, and energy hacks that have led to their ascension. Her audience walks away from each episode with tangible practices to implement into their own daily routines. And today, welcome Amberly, by the way. Do you want me to call you Amber or Amberly? I mean, I prefer Amberly, but I'll answer to anything. <laughs> I just don't call you late for dinner. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, I don't even know where to start because we uh we are like two peas in a pod. We we have a very similar perception of what's going on in the world. We have a very hard time getting along. So we're, I think we're going to get pretty tongue-tied today because there's like so many thoughts flooding my head right now and they all want to come out simultaneously, but I'm trying to tell them to line up and be orderly like we are taught in our indoctrination camps to yeah. line up when the bell rings. <laughs> so... <laughs> All right. Well, before we dive in, I think it's always helpful for everyone listening to hear a little bit more about you if they're not familiar with you, because, you know, it's always fascinating, like all things being equal, we come out of the womb and we eeny, meeny, miny, mo our way through life, and then we end up in this place, right? And we don't necessarily know that it's going to happen when we're like five years old and people keep asking us what we want to be when we grow up, and then we end up here. So, so how did you get to this place where you built this amazing company and, and viral podcast and so on? Yes. So, I mean, I think like so many of the awakened, we had those little kind of whispers when we were younger. Like I was obsessed with witches even before they were a trend. I was obsessed with Joan of Arc and astrology and um, all those things. And I was even obsessed with the Bible. Like I would read the Bible and kind of just pick and choose the pieces that I felt I wanted to implement and kind of leave the garbage behind. Um, and I was 
in, I mean, obviously once you, you know, you find boys and you find <laughs> all the things in high school and you kind of forget about those things. And then in my twenties, I was just kind of a hot mess and was, you know, dating all the wrong guys, partying all the time. And I started doing yoga. I would say yoga is like the gateway drug to spirituality. And it really mm. <laughs> like brought me back to those, just to those things and those questions. And I was in a meditation class and I just, I noticed that I had this like lump in my throat and I was talking to my teacher about it. And she was like, oh, it's probably like a blocked throat chakra. And I didn't really, I'd kind of heard of that before. I didn't know much about it. And then I immediately just started deep diving it. And I started just kind of self-healing. So I started doing visualizations and using crystals and um, was able to heal that block in two weeks. And then I was like, wow, what else can I change? Like my life's a mess. Like what else can I do? And I just started like one by one. I just went through and healed all my chakras and went on this journey. And at that time there, there wasn't really anyone like relatable talking about this stuff. And I, so it was just kind of a very, I was doing it on my own. And then there was just part of me that was thinking, you know, why don't, why aren't there any modern, young, fun interpretations of this out there? And I really wanted to create that. So I actually started with a crystal and gemstone jewelry business for modern girl problems. So we had like a hangover bracelet and a shopaholic necklace and things like that. But it was like, oh very, my God. Yeah. So it was like, if we were like teaching about chakras, but in like a fun way. And then everything came with like a meditation and I just started and then people really loved the meditations and so I was like okay I'm just gonna start creating these and then I had so many people reaching out to me it's like no one really cared about the jewelry that much but they were like how do I unblock my chakras like you started a business I'm inspired by that how do I start a business so I very quickly was like okay I think there's something to this like I you know I unblocked all my chakras to find my purpose and start my business so I'm like, how can I like bottle that up? And so I created something called Chakra Girl Business School, where we went through each chakra and we activated, you know, we did clearing, we activated the energy in that chakra, and then we took the lessons of that chakra. So for example, the root chakra is all about your foundation. And we took those elements from, okay, what are the foundational elements of a business? And we built, you know, we, we showed instructionally how to do that. So there was kind of like the yin element of it, which was like the energy and the clearing. And then each chakra also had like a, a like a yang uh, module where we were doing like the actual foundational like business steps and showing people how to launch a business. So did that for like six years and then had another awakening. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then things kind of transformed back to foundation of ritual and, and, you know, goddess energy and multidimensionality. And I started teaching more on those kinds of things. And then now I'm stripping away again. I don't know. So many people are feeling this energy is stripping away right now. And now I'm going back to foundation again and launching the rituals app. So yeah, that's kind of been the journey so far. That's amazing. I love all of the, I don't know. I, I don't want to say tris, twists and turns, but you, I think you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Right? Where it's just yeah. like, <laughs> it was dynamic. Very dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not until, of course, we get to this place and we tell our story that we're like, oh yeah, I see how all these dots connected, even though it might've felt like it wasn't always like a direct line, yeah. right? That something else was bigger. So yes. thank you for sharing that. 
so here we are now we you've got this business for spiritual entrepreneurs well really spiritual folks in general helping a lot of women you know get activated in a lot of different ways and then 2020 hits and what happens oh yeah i was i mean i would say the first couple of months of everything happening i was a bit of a hot mess i i knew right away that like it was not what it seemed because i've been hearing murmurings about vaccine passports and forced immunizations for years before covid and i knew like right when covid happened i was like okay so this is how they're gonna do it and you know then i it really brought me on a deep dive i actually started um the first deep dive i ever did and the first kind of like awakening i did was in 2018 around pizzagate and i got really really deep into it and into like who are the players who are the elite you know what's going on um so when this happened i kind of like it wasn't like a super huge jolt of like oh my God, what's happening? It's like, I already kind of knew that nothing was what it seemed, but it kind of led me more on a journey of, okay, how am I like, like, how am I going to share this without people thinking I'm crazy? Like, and how can I, you know, and at first I thought, oh, I need to wake people up or I need to share this information. Um, and then I quickly realized it's not my job to wake people up. But if people are interested mm -hmm. in it, um, and and I can kind of like drop the the hints of you know this is what I think, and these are some things to look into if you're interested, but not in like an aggressive way. Um, yeah, I just kind of like really slowly felt into that, but it was kind of touch and go in the beginning because there was so much with like BLM going on and having to really be mindful of the energies and the the feelings that were coming up for people. And of course, like it's still, you know, something that we have to be really mindful of because obviously, you know, even our own prime minister said that if you're not vaccinated, you're a racist. So <laughs> it's, it's always like that fine line. But yeah, I feel like there was like a major um kind of like toggling that had to happen in that first little while there of like okay what what can i say and how can i say it mm. yeah how did that racist stuff even get tied in with the vaccination like what i genuinely don't understand the logic of that I don't know. I, I don't, I really don't either. But I, like, if anything, the vaccination is racist. Like, I don't know. I, I really don't understand the logic. And I think it's literally like, are you on the left or are you on the right? And if you're on the right, you're racist. And if you're on the left, you're vaccinated. You know, like, I think that's, that's mm -hmm. as far as people's brains can go. Mm hmm. Yeah, and I agree with you. I do think that, and and I know many people that don't identify as white feel that the the bioweapon, let well, I mean both bioweapons, the the cocoa bioweapon and then the jibber jab bioweapon, are actually going to be affecting different races differently, uh, because of well, really all kinds of things, right? But that there's there's a lot of people that suspect that this is actually a racial genocide. Yeah, masking yeah. as a you know, biohazard, non-biohazard divide, but it's actually meant to target certain races and, and wipe them out. I 100% believe that that is the case. And you can see like the, the video footage of them being so adamant about, you know, first in line are 
uh, you know, our people of color for the vaccination. And we want to make sure that we're going into all of these, you know, Aboriginal reserves and making sure that they get first in line. And it's wild. Like, how can, like, but I think they, like, I think people see through it. Mm hmm. Well, I know anyone that I know, uh, and I've spoken with just hundreds and hundreds of people that would identify as a person of color over the last few years that have been clear right from the get go what this agenda is, and that it's, they're very clear who's out to get them. Right. So um, if they think, you know, when I say they meaning the government, the Freemason puppets, if they think that people are stupid about what they're actually doing and who they're targeting. Uh, they're completely underestimating just how insightful uh, people are who have been the most victimized of the system and have become very, have had no choice to be, but to become very awake to what the mm -hmm. system's really about and, and their divide and conquer agenda and so on. So if anyone is awake, I actually think it, it, like ratio wise, I think it would be people that identify as a person of color more so than even someone that identifies as white as far as like the, the per capita or whatever we're gonna say, right? Of, of the amount of people that know what's really going on. Um, and, and that's not to say that there isn't racism, of course, within um, this whole awakened movement, right? Because we've got the whole Trump Q-laid faction, we've got the, you know, like there, there's various things that are going on. So in any movement, there's going to be some racism, but from a ideological perspective, I think it's really more about, well, I mean, I can speak for myself and I don't want to put words in your mouth that we have spoken before about this, right? That it's, it's really about us standing for humanity. Exactly, exactly. We're standing for everyone. Exactly. And like you said, like, I think people who identify as people of color, like they, they don't trust the government because they have been so marginalized and they have been you know, there's so much going on and so much in history that, you know, I know I'll never fully understand, but, you know, that's, that's the truth is that there is something that is, I don't know, there is just like so clear that there, that people are being targeted. And, and like you said, it really needs to come back to getting, becoming united, not further dividing. Yeah, exactly. And well, I mean, that's, that's a whole other thing, but maybe that leads nicely into the trucker convoy because it's, it's a layered thing, right? What's going on right now in Canada, all eyes are on Canada. People are getting different reports. Uh, I've personally just been getting my news from people that are actually on the ground that are actually there taking live video footage. My actual friends that I know personally that I know are pure and pristine in their awakenedness. They're not plants. They're not controlled opposition on the ground uh, in Ottawa right now. And I know you know many people as well. So, so let's unpack this. What, what's your perception of this convoy? How do you view it serving us, maybe not serving us? You know, like just in general, what, what is your perception? How do you, what, what do you think we're learning from this? How do you think it's benefiting the movement or maybe not? And we'll kind of take it from there. I feel like the and I feel like the idea for it was planted and that it's mm -hmm. and that it's it's to for them to have a reason to implement some kind of martial law or or some kind of or a state of emergency which they've already done um because when you know mm -hmm. that's in place they can override the laws so I think the idea for it was planted mm -hmm. as part of the intention 
I think that what happened was, um, and I can't, I wish I could remember who gave me these words. Um, I can't remember who said it and which is it, but they said what happened was um, because the movement was in movement and they, they were literally across the nation, there were ley lines of love and unity planted across the nation. So vibrational upgrades actually happened in a geographical way across many, many people. And that's something maybe that they didn't. Mm. So I think that it really did, uh, it, it, it did awaken people. It did create more frequency mm -hmm. and love, which is a positive. Um, but do I think it's the thing that's going to save us? Do I think Trudeau is going to now eat his words and go back on mandates? No, he's Klaus Schwab's golden boy. He's not. He's got a plan to put in place. Mm -hmm. um, but I think there are things that that were positive about it. I think a lot of people are waking up to the fact that the news is is lying and not showing, uh, you know, an accurate. Um, description. I know just personally from my own family, who's, you know, some people are kind of on the fence of awakening. Some people are so freaking asleep. It's crazy. Um, and, you know, the ones that are kind of on the fence are, are seeing it and they're like, wow, like this has really shown me that there are two different realities happening here, what you see on the news and what is actually happening. So I think that's a positive. Um, I think that uh, for the ones that are still wanting to believe that this is a fully racist movement and white supremacy, um, I think that, I mean, again, where do you go? When you're so afraid, you've already put something in your arm and you, like, you don't want to admit that anything that you've, you know, altered your body for is, is not the truth. So I think for some people, mm -hmm. it's making them more aggressive and angry. Um, but I mean, I think anything would do that. And I think even when the truth comes out, like, I don't, that's the thing. It's like, the truth is already out. I don't know what it's going to take for people to believe it because, you know, if they haven't now, who knows? But yeah, I just think there's going to be further anger when they're confronted with the truth. Mm hmm yeah, I agree. Um, today, well, the day that we're recording this is February 8th for everyone listening. And, you know, these podcasts live on forever. So that's why I want to timestamp it because as of February 7th, I think about seven o'clock last night, Eastern time. Again, I just have a pulse on, you know, I have contacts that are actually there giving me live footage. And uh, <clears throat> so the police chief, well, it was just, uh, we knew it was going to happen. I think on Saturday, I went to one of the sort of sub convoys by Sunday, they had already declared a state of emergency, which we knew was going to happen, just like you said, right? Because we know that like 99.9% .9 of the truckers and the people that are supporting the truckers are all well intended in this movement, but we know that it's too well funded. Yeah. to be just a bunch of and and on top of that it was too well organized uh and and we had already known and, and we know that they control the narrative and the counter narrative so something like this is never going to happen on their watch unless they want it to happen just like they've been planting paid hoodlums for this um thing they did the same thing in germany for their anti-mandate uh march and other countries as well right so they they put like you know 100 goons on the world stage and have them set fires out of nowhere and like you know put up swastikas and stuff just to 
prove the narrative of being a bunch of misogynistic race, racist people yeah. right and you and i and i'm sure most people listening to this know that that's not the case but anyways so state of emergency was called on sunday two days later now and then emergency injunction for a noise infraction and uh and so anyways, but the police chief who clearly he, he we already would know he would be owned, but he's now just proven that he's owned because he told his fellow or his subordinates that if they were caught sympathizing with the protesters that they would be arrested for a variety of infractions, including treason against their own country. Right. Because it's been apparent that the, the cops on the ground not all of them, but most of them are like jumping in on the Macarena, you know, like there's all kinds of like dance parties and like, yeah. you know, stuff. People are shoveling snow despite things. They're very protective of the memorials. They're never in a million years going to destroy a memorial. That, that clearly is a paid operative by the government. They're feeding the homeless. They're, I mean, it's, it's all love there. And, um, but anyways, with the, the noise ordinance, um, you, we can see it heating up, right? Just like you said, we know that martial law is the end game. I don't know what your opinion is. I feel like they've been trying to poke the bear for a while and we haven't taken the bait because we've been too passive. I think they actually wanted us in martial law easily like six months ago, if not if not earlier. Yeah. Uh, but we just kept, we <laughs> weren't taking the bait. So they had to, yeah. they had to find something, right? That, that would create that. Yeah, and from, from what I've heard as well, is the only arrests that have been made have been from counter-protesters. Yes, yeah. And they did a great job at arrest, arresting like this. I think he was, if he was five feet tall, I would be shocked. This elderly man, I'm going to say he's easily late 60s, maybe early 70s. And it wasn't a stage thing. You know, you can kind of tell when the videos are staged and, and so on. But this, I, I've confirmed it with other people. So they're just abusing their power. I mean, think about, and shame on you, and if you are an Ottawa police officer and you're not standing the fuck up or you know someone that is related to them or you're related to someone and they're not standing the fuck up, I hope you can sleep well at night that you're choosing to be on the wrong side of history yeah. because you should be ashamed of yourself. Some of the footage I'm seeing out of there, like you're paid, you, you went into policing to claim to protect the people and you know damn well that this is a load of shit. And you are seeing it verbatim. You're seeing, you're on the ground seeing that the exact opposite is being reported on the news, but not only reported, completely embellished to the point of ridiculousness on the news. And you're still standing for your government. Fuck you. Yeah. A big fuck you to you. Yeah. That's all I have to say. People will be like, that's not a light worker thing to do. Well, yes, it is. you know what? Being <laughs> a light worker is about speaking truth. Exactly. And uh, that's just the truth. So honestly, if you're a military or police and you're not standing the fuck up for the people, knowing damn well that both police and military are infiltrated by Freemasonry, the one eye symbol, the salute, all that shit is all Freemasonry stuff. And you're still choosing them as um, your, your alliance, then you know what we're done with you like we're trying to fight for you too and you're not standing up for us what the fuck do you expect us to do well and i think they need to unite it's like if there are you know i'm sure there are at least 50 percent if not more who are awake who are who actually know what's mm -hmm. going on like if they were to come together and you know speak out well if that's what it's going to take it's going to take people coming together but 
people are too afraid. It's like, they're really just afraid to lose their paycheck for the most part. Like that's really totally. what it boils down yeah. to. And it's like, okay, well, you know, you took this oath to, you know, in the military, you're not there to serve the government, you're there to serve the people. You know, if you're in the a police, the police force, you're there to serve the charter of rights, you're not there to serve the government. So, you know, remember who you work for, people. <laughs> mm -hmm. And yet they do work for them, right? Because that's who yeah. hires them and that's the system that they're indoctrinated in. But like you said, I mean, you know, they're benefiting from this movement. It's, it's yeah. restaurant owners right now. Okay, think about it. It's truckers, farmers, tow truck operators, and restaurateurs yeah. and other brick and mortar businesses that are actually saving the goddamn country. Yeah. And this isn't just in Canada, by the way, this is around the world. Yeah. It's not the fucking police and military that are standing the fuck up for their people. No, absolutely not. And now you can hear me getting honey badgerish again. See, in my human design, everyone, if you don't know this, <laughs> I found this out from my human design coach. Because I'm like, why do I get like unrealistically visceral and like fiery about this stuff? Uh, it's because I am designed to see whether people are worthy of having, having the power and influence that they have and whether there's integrity issues. I just have always seen that since I was very young. So this is why I get upset. You know, yeah. some people get upset when the underdog's taken advantage of, and that's part of my thing, right? But it's really like, are you worthy of holding power and influence? So when someone's not, I see it right away and, and the manipulation and so on. So it just, it, it creates a sacred rage in me. No, and, and I think uh, like in I know general, you, you well, what is your, what is your thing, Amberly? Well, what is no, your, I, what is your honey badgerish? For like, me, it's, it's integrity. Like if you, I don't know, like stand for something. And I think I've seen that a lot, mm -hmm. like even with like friends of mine where some people are like, yeah, you know, I just don't really like look into it. Like there's nothing I can do about it anyway. So like, I just don't even bother looking into it. I'm like, well, like, like what? Mm -hmm. Like, like you don't want to know what's going on. You don't like, you're just going to blindly trust and mm -hmm. be like, oh, well, like, you know, I'll just, you know, I'll just put this in my arm like there, like, you know, everyone else is doing it. Like, that's what I don't get. Like, I always want to know the integrity behind it. And I want to know the intention behind it. And that's for me, like when someone goes back on their word or when someone is dishonest or when someone, um, like, I just hate when someone tries to pull wool over my eyes. Like, that's what makes me go crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, even like when, mm -hmm. I, even like, I don't know. Like I can't, for example, like I can't watch something that has bad acting in it, or I can't watch something. If someone is trying to pretend <laughs> that something isn't staged when it is, I'm like, what? Like, how do people not see how staged this is? So, um, so yeah, I just don't, that, that, that gets me going just integrity and like, don't lie to me. Don't fucking lie to me. <laughs> Yeah, I feel you on that. I, I don't know if anyone else, if any of you can relate, just let us know uh, in the show, like if you can comment on the show, because yeah, as an intuitive person, I think it, it's, it's almost comical, actually, right? When people try to insult our intelligence. Yeah, well, it's like insulting my intelligence and my intuition, right? Yeah, like we're exactly. not a so, so if you pick up on the stage stuff, then then you would, you're probably just highly in tune with whether something's a psyop or not, I'm guessing through yes. this. Yes, exactly. And like, mm -hmm. I mean, truly most of it is. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just, part of me just wishes that other people could see it, but, and I think they do. And that's the thing. It's like, I think people can see it and they just choose not to. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it is astounding, isn't it? The amount of people that have said to me, oh, I, how do you know all this? Well, how do you not know this? I know. You, you've been locked up pretty much for two years. You've had, yeah. you've not gotten any of your rights back, even when you got jibber jabbed, yeah. even though they promised you that and they exactly. took away your rights. Um, putting something into your body that's 100% poison and 0% health benefits. Yeah. Right. And yeah. you were promised that the world would go back to normal and it didn't occur to you in two years to do a little bit of research to find out like, who are these a-holes that are deciding arbitrarily that you're just going to be locked up because you're a prisoner because you've been a bad boy or girl. And like, like what, what even is that? Well, and then they're like, well, like these two didn't work. So I guess I'll get the other one because that'll make it work. Like, I'm like, what? Like, what? Like, aren't you mad? Aren't you like never again? Aren't you like, this is crazy. Like, I can't believe I did this and it doesn't even work. Like that's where I would be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Coming from people that would gladly be stomping back into uh, Walmart when they bought the magic bullet and they got it home and it didn't work. Right. And they'd be asking yeah. for a refund. Exactly. They wouldn't keep buying it. Exactly. <sighs> Oy, 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 oy. But this, I mean, this is what we're up against, right? Is the layers of consciousness within the awakened community. Yes. Yeah. Well, and so that's the other thing so, too. Like, I mean, the people who are, you know, claiming to be spiritual, I know we talked about this a little bit on my podcast as well. You were talking about some of like the bigger players, like the really well-known people. But I think even like in my circle or girls that, you know, we started our businesses around the same time or, you know, and they are like a spiritual, you know, claiming to be a spiritual, intuitive, whatever. And I'm kind of like calling bullshit on that now. Like either there's no integrity to stand up for what's real or do you, mm -hmm. or do you actually not see it? Like either, or like, it's not acceptable to me. And I don't think everyone has to be, um, you know, out there, like posting all the things. And like I said, I don't think everyone has to be out there waking people up. I don't think everyone out there has to be doing it in like an aggressive way that doesn't feel aligned for them where it's like that kind of like warrior energy. I think there's ways to do it in a more just like energy perspective and talking about sovereignty and talking about, you know, there's ways to talk about it without actually talking about it um and like there's people who i'm not even seeing that and i'm just like okay like do you know what's going on or are you just like not trying to lose followers like i don't get it i think it's that yeah i do think it's that because um and, and what people aren't realizing i mean i don't want to put words in your mouth i can speak for me that i've only gotten more business from speaking truth i have lost business. And I say that in quotations because that's, you know, I'm okay with people moving on. I actually think it's better because uh, I need to be working with people that are give enough Fs about what's going on in the world that they're using their business as a platform to go and make a difference and who aren't putting their hand, head in the sand and pretending. Because I, I think too, what you were saying, right? Like I think a lot of spiritual people think, well, if I just pretend that it's not there, if I just don't put energy towards it, it'll go away. Well, no, we don't need to like fixate on it 24 seven, but we do need to have some awareness because it's affecting people's lives. Like when I was in forensic social work, I had to know what was going on in the world because I worked with people all over the world. We had a 
kind of refugees at one point coming from Somalia into Canada, I had to know what was going on in Somalia so that I could out of love and compassion for my clients actually have a semblance of understanding. And, you know, that would be impossible, obviously, but a semblance of of political understanding and empathy for what they were going through. So I wasn't an a-hole when I had to go and deal with them, right? And I had a sense of, hey, you know, they're in a lot of trauma right now. Like maybe I should factor that into my, you know, my plan before I, you know, lay down the law on them kind of thing, right? Yeah. My point is, is that the personal is professional, which I think I hear you're saying, right? And like, I know for me, and I think, you know, you can say the same that people want, I, when I'm hiring someone, right? I want to know where you stand. If yeah. you're, if you're drinking the Jesus juice yeah. and you're all pro numbers and cocos the worst thing ever, and it's, you know, <laughs> and you're boosting yourself up, like we are incompatible. We're literally speaking two different languages. I can't give you my money because yeah. I can't respect you. And I also don't view you as a pristine channel. And I only work with pristine channels so that they're going to come into my field and give me guidance on anything. So I need to know where people stand. And I also feel that people need to know where I stand. And it's only benefited me, not that I did it for that reason at all. I just can't even help it. it it's almost impossible. I, it, it's, I'd rather just speak out because my tongue was getting too swollen. Yeah. I was looking back and I don't know if you can relate to this, but I was looking back at, because um, I know you were awake before 2020 and, and I was as well. And I'm sure many of you listening were. And, uh, and so when, tw- when we went into lockdown, I was like, oh, sweet Jesus, here we go. Yeah. They're really going to do it. All right. Yeah. And uh but anyways, when I look back to my social media posts at, at March of 2020, well, February and March of 2020, I was, I was speaking in a very coded way, like, hey, everyone, sometimes the things that we see are on the world yeah. stage aren't always as they appear. Yeah. Hey, everyone, sometimes it's good to ask, why are they showing me now? And what are they, what are they trying to distract me from, right? And I was, I was speaking in a more coded way, or I was like, hey, everyone, you know, here's some ways to boost your immune system. And here's how to, you know, focus on life versus death. And like all this. Exactly. And then by, by the end of 2020, I was like, listen, exactly. here's what's going on. Exactly. I'm going to tell you. Exactly. And I feel like, but that's, that's what I'm talking about. It's like, why can't people even do that? You know, it's like, that's what boggles my mind it's like there's so many ways to like say it without like having to like worry about I don't know like whatever it is that they're worried about so it's like yeah but yeah I mean same with me it was like a total transition where I like had to kind of dip one toe in and be like what are my people gonna think but I never I literally never get shaded I don't get hate I don't get people angry I had one girl this weekend message me about like racism in the convoy because I posted a picture of the convoy um and I just whatever blocked her like I just don't have time for that um but yeah like Mm -hmm. I'm pretty lucky like my following like I've manifested a really great following of people that are awake and that get it and that actually want the information and are you know and are gonna question I even have some people that maybe aren't 100% awake but they'll be like hey this is interesting I'm gonna look into this so I mean yeah I just think that whatever level people are comfortable stepping out and like taking a stand, I think we just need to say something. 
totally. It's, it's, I don't even know how it's possible. You know, this Saturday, this past Saturday, when I went to the convoy, I told my, so for most of you that are listening know that my husband and I are literally on, we, we are the polarity of the world under one roof. Like I am the never wearing a mask, never, you know, always being a pure blood type yeah. of person yeah. in my household. And yeah. he's like, when can I get my next booster? And yeah. this is all just a health issue. And why would you question the government? They've only yeah. demonstrated that they care about me because look at, they're giving me free vaccines, right? Mm -hmm. So so this is where we're at. And, um, and so it's been an interesting dance and that's a story for another day. But yeah. on Friday night, I said, hey, um, tomorrow morning, I'm gonna go to, uh, I'm going to go to this convoy. I didn't even get, I didn't even finish my sentence. He said, don't get arrested. <laughs> and, and I started laughing. I was like, okay, you had literally a gazillion choices of what you could have said to me, but you told me not to get arrested. First of all, like I, you're, all you're doing is showing me that you're just a puppet of the propaganda. You yeah. literally are not applying a, an ounce of critical thinking, yeah. right? You know your fellow Canadians. And yes, of course, there are racists in Canada and there are racists in every, there'll be racists showing up in every one of these movements. Absolutely. Yeah. But they're not walking around carrying their flags. Those are all government plants, right? Exactly. And, and really, an, even in the BLM protests, holy shit, there were a ton of planted racists there, right? Like, it, it's going to be everywhere. But um, with, back to the arrest thing, I thought, it's not interesting that he didn't ask me why, or he didn't say, have fun, or he didn't say, you know, do you need to borrow my flannel? Because <laughs> it's cold here right now, right? He didn't say any of that. It's like, all right, don't get arrested. Well, you know what, I'm actually, I'm not going to get arrested because I know how the police are and the police yeah. are for the most part on our side, even though, yeah. as I mentioned before, they're not standing the F up. Yeah. And uh, maybe I'll inspire someone to today. Maybe I'll start getting harassed by them. Who knows? But, you know, they, for the most part, they're with us, right? Uh, more, more with us than against us, I guess, is what I should say. And so I'm not expecting to be arrested. First of all, I'm not doing anything to get arrested. And I also am very intuitive. And if I was guided to go anywhere where I was going to be at risk, my guys would just tell me, you know, that they, I would be interfered with in some way that I wouldn't end up going to that event or I'd be inspired to leave early or stand somewhere different or wherever. Right. But I thought, you know, like I'm, I'm willing to die for my freedom. I'm willing to get arrested for my freedom. Like yeah. at what point, because at this point it's, and it always has been this way, but we've been so complacent that now it's about choose your heart. You know, people are whining about, oh, it's, it's loud. Uh, well, suck it up, buttercup. Like, like people loud. are standing up for loud you. While you're stuck in your home. Like, and that's what you're complaining yeah. about is the noise. Like you're stuck in your home. You have no freedom and you're complaining about the noise. Like I highly doubt that's yeah. actually happening. You only know it's noisy because you're, yeah. That's right. You only know it's noisy because you're locked up in your house. Exactly. If you were not locked up, you would be out on the town and you wouldn't know that there was horns honking. Exactly. But regardless, you so you've lost your freedom for two years. You're on the cusp of losing it forever. But of all the things you could be offended by, like your government lying, the media lying, being locked up for uh, something that's not what we're being told it is, and the list goes on, right? You're going to be offended by some honking horns. Yeah. I get it. That's inconvenient. But you know what's been inconvenient? Me having to bob and weave 
stores and bullshit for two years so that I can find places that honor mask exemptions, uh, places that are going to honor me not showing papers and, you know, all the other things that come along with that. And I've been willing to move around the inconvenience because I realize there's something bigger at play and um, all things being equal, I'd rather be inconvenienced for a few weeks with some honking horns than lose my freedom for good. So like yeah. at this point, we're at choose your heart. Well, and I find it funny is that the people- on Choose the your heart. Well, exactly. And the people on the other side are like, what do you mean freedom? You have freedom. Why do you think you don't have freedom? It's not your right to be able to travel. It's a privilege. I'm like, are you kidding? Like people actually mm-hmm. think that. People actually think that. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And meanwhile, for you and I, and really anyone born in a Commonwealth country, it clearly says in our passport that we can move around freely. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to pull out my passport right now, which is a Canadian passport. It says the Minister of Foreign Affairs of Canada requests in the name of Her Majesty the Queen, all those whom it may concern to allow the bearer to pass freely without delay or hindrance and to afford the bearer such assistance and protection as may be necessary. Yeah. So this should allow me to not only move freely through my own goddamn country, but any Commonwealth country Yeah. as a Canadian citizen and a Canadian passport holder who is a member of the Commonwealth. And yet I am not, and you are yeah. not, and everyone else listening is not. So well, I can't remember if I told you this, but I, I went away like the day before they um, they changed the rules, let's say before you had to have the arm candy to travel. So I went to Mexico, we lived across the bought a place. I'm like, I need an exit plan. Um, so we, but then when we came home, the rule had been implemented, but they always have to let you back in because it's your country. Um, and they were trying to get me to go and um, take a test. And I, there was a police officer there who looked like he was about 17 years old. And I was like, <laughs> I was like is there a law that says I, I'm not allowed to go home right now? I can't just like walk out that door. And he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, there is. I was like, what's the law called? He's like, well, it's a public health order and that overrides the law. And I was like, that's not true. I was like, no, that's not true because you can't override the charter. And the charter says that I can come and go from my country freely. I don't know. Like, I don't know the exact wording, but, um, and he was like, no, it overrides it. It's a law, but I just left and he can't, he didn't say or do anything because they can't because like, what are there's, he knew he couldn't do anything. So they don't even know. They don't even know what they're taking a stand for. Mm-hmm. And that's true. And for everyone listening, I hope, I hope you are educating yourself on the difference between law and legal, but understanding the legal parameters and bullshit that's been created by the Freemasonry because, you know, they they create loopholes in their, in their laws, right? Which is the legal system, not the law system because they, they want to see, you know, they view us all as stupid. They really do. We're just commodities Mm -hmm. to them. They view us as dumb, ignoramus, you know, humans and uh but they love when humans figure out the loopholes anyways yeah to your point there's so and this is happening all around the world so many cops are not they don't even know the law 
Yeah. And um, so they're spouting and bylaw officers, right? People that are getting arrested for not wearing masks. It's like a mask is a bylaw, dum-dum. You're, you're seriously arresting. Like at most for a bylaw, you can give someone a fine. So mm -hmm. fuck off with these arrests. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> like, they really don't. Uh, you're welcome, everyone. Today is uh, F-bomb fiery Friday. <laughs> Not really, but Friday. dropping them like it's hot today. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, what what's a podcast without a little bit of fire, right? Yeah. And we should be fired up about this. I mean, if I think that's what we're trying to say, right, is if yeah. people aren't having sacred rage over this, if this isn't offensive to your soul, which I can't imagine you'd be listening to this podcast if it wasn't, like, what what is going to need to happen to light a flame under your butt to move beyond complacency move beyond someone else do research for me move beyond I something feels off and I'm not going to bother doing an iota of research yeah there, we're now at this point where it's choose your hard we're literally at this point and I'm not saying this as fear porn I'm saying this as just being a realist and being honest with all of you that we're at this point we're at a tipping point and now we get to decide and it's it's going to be by numbers it's not going to be by energetic intention that we tip the scale right we we literally need to be fully embodied in what we're willing to stand in our convictions over and and get out there and mobilize and do some stuff in the 3d beyond sharing memes on facebook and beyond being an armchair warrior to get out there and and be a contribution in a, in a meaningful way. And yes, of course, sharing our frequency is impactful. Of course it is, right? We're all coded though with different codes here. We're all going to be nudged to be certain places, to say certain things, to host certain things, to you know offer certain things through our business because those codes are a contribution to this bigger plan that we already agreed to be here in then our job is to listen to those nudges instead of resisting them and sitting on our couch and thinking that's enough. Yes. So Amberly Lyons, we could talk forever and I'm going to have you back on anyways, if you'll agree to come on, if your ears are not burned off yet from all no. the other <laughs> uh, I love it. This is, this is the sacred rage I love to be around. Yeah. So before we wrap up just for today, because we'll have you back on and we'll talk about some other things, but you've got the app coming out and then you've got shockergirlsco.com, which is your website. How is your business helping people right now? Because I know you've gone through some iterations in how you're serving and, mm -hmm. and what you're offering. So what does it look like now if people want to uh, you know, benefit from all the juiciness you have going on in your business? Yes. So we have um, a program called goddess magnetism, which is literally, it's like, now it's like, I'm awake now what? And it's helping you really um, mm -hmm. decode and access that deeper purpose of how am I meant to share this with the world? And we talk about like the different types of, um, you know, spiritual light workers. And we talk about the different roles that we can play because, you know, like Jennifer was saying, there's some people that are meant to be the warriors that are meant to be on the front lines. There's some people that are meant to be sharing their frequency and sharing their light with people in their community in a different way. There's people that are meant to be those, the people that are picking up the pieces of people's health once they've received the arm candy or once they've gotten, you know, sick with this man-made situation. So, you know, there's people who have different roles. So it's helping you access not only like the purpose and how can I implement this? Because a lot of people are already doing it. Um, but also just kind of 
going deeper into, we're looking into like our soul DNA, looking into what are the powers that I have? What are the things that I've done in other lifetimes? Um, you know, who are the people I meant to connect with? And just doing that really, really deep dive to your intuition and your multidimensionality uh, to really take it to that next, that next layer of your experience expansion while also impacting more people with your light. So um, we're teaching a lot of different tools, uh, but also it's it's really just a very uh, like very like individual process. We've decided just to have it as a self-study because we want you really like diving deep inwards. Um, and then there's also a telegram group that's attached to it where you can like ask questions and connect and like build community with other awakened women, which is amazing. Um, and then the app is, it's, it's not as much of a tutorial, but there are like the very, very deep rituals so that we're being consistent with our own light work and making sure that we're maintaining our energy hygiene so that we can serve for the collective. Um, that's just such a, you know, such an important piece right now. It's like, there's so much coming at us. And, you know, I think it's just so like the number one most important thing. I always say we need to teach, like, whatever your purpose is, it's, it's for you to teach the thing that has awakened you the most, that has impacted your life the most, that has created the most light in your life. And that's why I've had so many changes because I keep changing, keep changing, and whatever makes brings me the most light is what I want to share in that moment. So for me, I really just brought, like I said, there's been this like stripping away, and since 2021, I feel I started to feel that this stripping away of things that don't actually matter, and the foundation that was underneath was literally just daily light frequency work, and that's what's gonna keep us all going and keep us all going deeper on our own journey, whether that means starting a new business or going deeper with what we're currently sharing. So yeah, that's, that's the contribution. I love it. And I will say like you are, it, it must be one of your archetypes because you're, you just have some sort of special sauce and being able to create community. Yes, I do. There's an, that's why it's called goddess magnetism. We're teaching you your own magnetism too. <laughs> Mm, I love that. So for those of you that are listening, especially if you're feeling a little isolated and, or you're just feeling like you want to start going into other communities and seeing what other people are doing and get activated by the medicine that's available to you in those spaces, I would highly, highly, highly recommend that you go to uh, chakragirlco.com and follow what Amber Lee and her associates are up to because I don't know why I use the word associates. Not even really a word I use. <laughs> your, your kindred colleagues. I don't know yes. what do we call it, but uh, anyways, I'm so grateful that we got to uh, spend this time together today and I know we're going to have you back on. So thank you for being here and thanks thank to all you. of you for being here as well. We will see you all very, very soon. And please be sure to share this with everyone. You know, we want as many people activated to uh, pristine truth as possible. So until the next time, see you again soon, everyone. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you learned today, I would love for you to share with your friends by leaving a review so that more people can learn of the show and be impacted by the information we're sharing here. If you aren't already following me on social media, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Jennifer Longmore. 
And I'd also love for you to visit my website, www.souljourneys.ca, and claim your free soul acceleration system while you're there. You'll become a VIP recipient of my ever-popular daily messages from the Akasha delivered to your inbox each day. With love and namaste.